All right, guys, welcome in. This is episode three of the Altitude Athletics podcast. John here, sitting down with Allison. Hey, guys. Um, and today we are going to discuss uh, metabolic pathways or uh, energy pathways, energy systems for the first time. Um, there's three of them that we're going to talk about today. There's arguments now going around that there might be a fourth, but we're not going to get into that. Um, that's a little bit beyond our our uh, knowledge spectrum at this point. So we're going to kind of focus on the three main ones. And you've all had experience in these, especially if you've done some CrossFit stuff. Um, So you kind of will be able to relate to these. But the first one being the phosphagen or phosphocreatine pathway. The second one, the glycolytic pathway. And then the third one being oxidative or aerobic pathway. So um, we're going to kind of touch on what these three are and give little examples of those. We'll talk about training um, and then the the theory of training, all three, kind of why that's important and um, sort of go from there. So um, Allison's going to start us off. She's going to talk about the very first one for us. It's the phosphogen. Yeah, phosphogen. Okay, yeah, so that is the energy pathway that is about zero to 10 seconds. Everybody is a little bit different on this, and the pathway um, can change slightly, but it is the first, like, power output that you get. Um, And um, it's like a a sprint, so it's on the rower, the first, you know, maximum strokes. It could also be a max lift. Yeah, like a big sprint or... Jump, think like a um, powerlifter or weightlifter or Olympic sprinter, right? Like really short, high-intensity bouts that, um, that are max power output, basically. Um, so if any of you have done like a big deadlift that only lasts a few seconds but you're smoked afterwards, that's the, that's the phosphocreatine pathway. And you can right also feel this. So if you're doing like a max uh, like 3 to 10 rep, you can feel it switch over so that – you know, you're doing the first couple reps and you hit about 10 seconds and um, it's going to, you can actually feel the transition between the different pathways. Yeah. So um, that, that uh, is something that we train pretty frequently. One of the reasons for that is I think that's a little bit harder or it can be harder for a lot of people to develop that. And it takes more time to build that one up than some of the other ones can, um, can expand a little bit quicker, I think. But uh the second one being our glycolytic pathway and the glycolytic pathway is our essentially what we talked about like where that second one uh, begins is about 10 seconds and fades after a few minutes and this is again this is dependent upon the person but most people right around two three minutes we start to kind of lose that ability to deal with um deal with what's going on there so the uh the good example of that would be like Fran or something like a 400 meter run or something like that, that is short and intense, but still uh, goes beyond and starts burning sugar out of your muscle or skeletal muscle system for its main source of energy. Um, this is also the one that gives you that, um, that lactic acid buildup. So you kind of see that in this system here. Um, and we'll kind of talk about how that relates into the last one, the aerobic system, Allison. Yeah, and that is the one where you can do it for, so it's, it's when you use oxygen um, and you can do it for the longer period of time. So say I'm running uh, an hour or seven hours or whatever that distance is, you can't um, 
you can't hold on to that beginning or middle energy system for the long term. So you'll feel yourself kind of move into a flow or a steady state um, where your heart rate is still elevated, but you aren't at like a max capacity or max power output. Yeah. So um, each of these guys has um, a lot of different benefits, right? So um, we, we talk about CrossFit being wanting competency in all three. And one of the reasons for that is that we, when we kind of had this analogy, I think Allison had a good one that you, you told me before we started here that was, um, talking about, um, the log, the, the log falling on you in the woods. So what do you remember? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. yeah and it's not mine. So it's definitely a CrossFit, um, at the level one, they were talking about it. So, uh, say you are out seven miles in the woods. So you, you go on a run and a tree falls on you and you have two people that can save you, would you rather have a power lifter who is going to take quite a while to get the seven miles out to get you, um, but once they get there, they can easily lift the log, or would you like an ultra runner who can get there and get past you, um, but once you get to the log, the, the ultra runner, um, in the kind of basic sense, is going to have a more difficult time lifting said log. Now, between those two, there's a lot of ranges of people, so it's not just like person A and person B. Um, but the idea of CrossFit is that you have somebody that can run and enjoy, you know, have that um, energy system um, where they can aerobically get you, get to you very easily. But they also, when they get there, are strong enough they can lift the log at the same time. Yeah. So kind of a um, life and dangerous situations will a lot of times punish the specialist. And um, that's, that's, that came from Glassman, um, back in the day. And he says that, that it will, uh, um, benefit you in your health and wellness to be well adapted in all three. So, um, good again, another good example of that is why this CrossFit program has gotten so big with, um, like fire, police, military, um, military guys one day might be rucking 20 miles with packs and the next day might be knocking down doors and, dragging their buddy across a field or sprinting this way. So they, they have a wide range of demands on their fitness. And if they're only, um, if they're only well-developed in one of these energy pathways, they're going to struggle, uh, and, and, um, be punished, I guess, once that the demand for the other one hits. So, um, one of the, the other things that I have kind of noticed, and this ties back, we talked about this a little, I think in our first episode, but the, um, the original CrossFit programming had a lot of that kind of stuff in it. And I think some of the things that have happened with CrossFit since then have pushed us away from a really good balance. And an example of that would be, I think uh, if you take a a competitive CrossFitter at really any level, like say, uh, let's take a a regional level. I guess they don't really have regionals anymore, but like a, a guy that's, um, trying to get to the games, maybe he's not quite there. Uh, but would be a, a contender to get to the CrossFit Games. He probably can hold his own in any cro- well, yeah, any CrossFit workout or event that's under a couple minutes. Um, you know, short sprinting type stuff, um, or, or like throwing and things like that. Um, weightlifting, especially, they could probably hold their own with a lot of um, not or high level weightlifting athletes. But when it comes to the aerobic pathway they're going to get smoked by even just a novice high school uh, cross-country runner in a 5K. And that's that's just kind of how it's gone. Um, and I think a big part of that is we saw like this big boom in the strength bias programming where strength 
came first um, in all the programming. We actually do quite a bit of that here, uh, and there's some reasoning for that we can talk about later. But that happened when the CrossFit Games got big, kind of early 2000, I guess it was like 2012-ish when it really started to get big, where the athletes started snatching big weights and doing heavy deadlifts and, and some of these things that unless you really committed to strength training – you weren't going to get anything out of this. Yeah, so or you, you kind of became a specialist. Yeah, you had to. or You you, uh, you needed to train that way, otherwise you weren't going to be able to get to the games. Or you, you And everybody thought that, okay, this is what CrossFit's supposed to be, this is what we should be doing. So um, I think the perception of what CrossFit was supposed to be got skewed a little bit in the sense of um, people looking up to these games athletes and thinking that that's how they needed to train, even though they maybe didn't have the same goals. So... Um, the other part of the problem is the business model for CrossFit um, requires that you can't really make people come in and say, okay, Allison, your workout today is row 10K. Go ahead and start. And I kind of think you should. But <laughs> yeah, but I'd be out of business if I did that. I don't think anybody would show up anymore. I actually did that once back in the day. I got really righteous about stuff, and I did it like two days in a row, and nobody showed up, and I realized that it wasn't doing anybody any good. But they just don't come. Yeah, so um, – but that's that's part of the issue is that – you know, I think we do better around here. I mean – would you agree, Austin? Like, yeah. being in Bozeman, we have a lot of runners, skiers, mountain bikers, things like that in our community. Yeah, and you know, like you to train truly aerobic, like an, an endurance activity, you need more than an hour. So if you if you come in here and you if there's only an hour in a class, that's fantastic. That's you've got a lot of things uh, checked off the boxes, but we all have a lot more work to do in order to really push that pathway or work on that pathway. But like you said, people in this gym around Bozeman are running, they're biking, they're, um, there's a lot of other things they do outside of the gym. Yeah. Um, and so I guess with that being said, I think a lot of gyms or a lot of, I think what I've seen with a lot of um, CrossFitters over the years is that we start to fade and I'm guilty of this too. We start to fade a little bit away from the aerobic work because we don't want to run for 45 minutes. We want to just go and like smoke ourselves in 10 minutes and be laying on the floor and sweat all over and be like completely wrecked. Um, but there are, there are problems with that. Um, one of those, um, just being recovery between, um, bouts of exercise. So, um, Allison, you've probably done, you've done some ultra running and things like that. How, has that aerobic capacity helped you with your recovery between stuff? I mean, well, it depends on. I mean, it, it depends on how much I'm doing. So I think within like the hour spectrum, like I can easily run six miles, maybe seven miles, and perform well at CrossFit. Um, once I got into higher miles, and I remember specifically like around the twenties when I was training for the ultra that, and even right now, if I'm if I'm running over ten or something like that, I can tell. That my body, if I don't fully recover, which takes a couple days, and I know that that's difficult for all of us to kind of swallow, but it really does take a couple days. And because your your stimulus is then the endurance part, um, you're no longer, like, I could definitely feel the effects of any kind of, not that I've ever had amazing speed, but my speed and power, it was like three, two, one. And then turtle run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go forever, but you, you can't, go forever, can't, but you can't go. And the further I got into that, like the further I pushed that energy yeah. system, which I think is what's so great about CrossFit in a way is that you have, you're working all of them and you're constantly varying it. But if you're using one, you know, like I, 
I could run for seven hours, but um, you, I could do Fran in like 20 minutes then. <laughs> well, so kind of what I'm hearing is that, and also I, I've heard people talk about this before is like somebody who really focuses in on that type of training um, and which is awesome. I think like if you're, if your goal is to do like an ultra and you really want to um, commit to that type of training and see how great you can do, that's awesome. But you got to also be able to admit that you are going beyond your training is going to take you beyond any of the health benefits that you're going to get from aerobic training. Um, and the same thing would go with like, um, going for weightlifting. Like when I was training for weightlifting, you know, we were lifting heavy almost every single day. It wasn't good for you. Um, it was just one of those things where that's what you did to train for the yeah. event. So yeah, but that I also was... think it depends on the person, right? So it depends on like if somebody has, has the amount of volume, has lifted weight since they were five years old, then it's not going to be such, it's not well, yeah, such an yeah. extreme effort or somebody that's ran, you know, sure, like marathons the, every other like week. Like Klokov is just, that's just how he is because he started lifting weights the yeah. day after he was born or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like. But I guess I guess what I'm saying more is um, for us looking for health benefits out of it, um, we're not like going beyond that that you know certain range where you're starting to feel the fatigues from yeah. it. You're not getting health benefits beyond a certain point. You're just but you're pushing the bubble too, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're also like you're taking your abilities and and pushing them past the bubble which at some point when you come back in so you push mm-hmm. and i mean there's that recovery piece so you push and you recover um then that bubble grows so i think it kind of depends yeah where in that threshold you are for sure um so um looking kind of into the going sorry so circling back to like where the crossfit gyms focus a little bit um I, I've been talking with people as they come into the gym and, and tell them that um, our expectations or our, I guess our um, we're encouraging them to do some of this aerobic work on their own because they're not going to get it as much in the gym. I think we do a really good job of training the first two pathways in here. Um, a good example is today we did deadlifts and sprints today. So that's going to hit those first two pathways pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not really going to be working very frequently. You're not going to be working very far into that third energy pathway, the aerobic or oxidative pathway, very far. So we need to get out and ride a bike for two hours or hike for a couple hours. And one of the things that I talked with some folks about too is that we need to make sure that we keep that at a lower level of intensity, right? So um, talk to me a little bit about that, about making sure that we stay kind of in this heart rate zone so that we're not pushing ourselves across the, it's the, uh, anaerobic threshold. Um, but, um, talk about the importance of that a little bit for me. Well, so, um, it, it, again, it depends on your goals, but the low intensity steady state. So that's what John's referring to as like conversational pace. Like you're just out, you're moving, you're not pushing anything. Would that um, be like 60% max heart rate? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So where you're just able to, you're just getting the movement in and you're not, there's nothing about it that you're, you're not pushing speed. You're not really like dialing any kind of specific technique. Um, you're just moving your body and it can be in a lot. I mean, you could be walking around town, getting your steps in, those kind of things all add into that steady state. Um, but that in a, you know, in one way, because um, we talked about nutrition last time, that definitely helps with fat burning. Um, it's yeah. fantastic to add in, especially like first thing in the morning at a low rate, because you then are burning 
um, fat and eat and able to kind of get a better, better body composition. Um, as soon as you add in the intensity, then you're now, you're, you're, you know, your energy pathways are changing and you are demanding more of your body. So you in demanding more are going to have to add in more recovery. So you can't necessarily, like I've been spinning a little bit. So if I'm going in and I, I kill my legs on in spinning, that is not a low intensity exercise. <laughs> and then I come in and CrossFit. Well, you have to be really careful because if I'm not recovering in between, then I'm, I'm doing more damage than good, right? Then you're beating your body up over and over and over again. Yeah. Whereas the low intensity allows your body to um, kind of move through it and recover yeah. in a slight way. Right. Yeah, that stuff is good for reducing inflammation in your body. They've shown, shown um, um, good results with that. There's, um, you know, like we said, there's great uh, benefits as far as getting leaner um, to doing that. And one of the things that we were, she was kind of talking about there, that anaerobic threshold, what we're talking about there is when our intensity level reaches a certain point where, so in the, in the aerobic energy pathway, your body is using carbohydrates and fat in the presence of oxygen to fuel itself. Once you start hitting a certain intensity level um, and you cross, in that, cross that anaerobic threshold, now you start using um, sugars from um, just stored in your muscles and you're going to start producing waste or lactic acid faster than it can be metabolized. So this waste is going to contribute to the, that muscle burning, that pain. Like if any of you try to do like a hill sprint or something, for example, you feel those legs start to burn and, and hurt a little bit. You can't keep doing that for a long time. So you're going to start to top, top out in that range. So you're no longer using fat to fuel that exercise. So you, if you, if your goal is to do that stuff, um, we've talked about the, the best combination to getting lean, we think, is doing CrossFit and some of that real low-level mm-hmm. aerobic stuff. Um, you know, what, two, three days a week would be a great start for 45 to 90 minutes. And just doing that at a conversational pace where you're just hiking, walking, whatever, um, and slightly elevating your heart rate so you can stay in that zone but not shift across that that threshold. So It's that super popular, like, orange zone you know that yeah technically the fat burning zone which is great for in the moment but one of the great things about lifting or the other energy systems is that you muscle will burn more than fat so you you know you may not be burning um the same amount as you a two-hour spin class but because you're exerting yourself um and changing your the structure of your body it's going to be changing your metabolism yeah so um what are some things that uh, we've talked about just like a long um, like hike, for example, is a great way to do that stuff. Um, you know, like to stay in that, that low heart rate zone the entire time, just, just hiking at a pace that you can maintain for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something like, let's say in the winter, like if they're not into cross country skiing or snow, like let's say they're coming walk. into the gym, walk. Yeah. That'd be a good one. It's, yeah. Um, but some, some stuff to do to raise your, um, anaerobic threshold or to t- help develop that stuff a little bit more. What could you do in the gym? You could, yeah. So that's what exactly. So I was thinking, um, rowing and rowing and you will definitely notice, and it's probably going to be better for your form. If you come in and you row for a while at a really, really low pace, nice and easy. Um, you could definitely come in and do, uh, some biking. How long would you say? 
Um, I, it, like, I mean, would you I do would it, like slowly... interval stuff. Would you do no, it? Yeah. Like... So this is the problem. And I think it's an interesting, and I CrossFit wrote about it too. So what will happen is that pro- CrossFit, you know, programs rest days for the high level athletes, I guess not CrossFit, but certain coaches. Um, and the most, I think you probably remember these stories. Yeah, yeah. So the, the worst thing, and you out there, I'm sure there's some of you that can feel this, um, is that you get a rest day and you're like, I'm going to go for a 10 mile jog. And then, you know, five miles in, you're like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to, I'm just going to take it up That's a little bit. That's a rest bit. day for you, Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, and then you're like, well, I'm going to take it up just a little bit more. And so then by the end of it, you're sprinting. And that completely negates this like low intensity exercise, right? So not a full rest day, but this low intensity volume aerobic threshold that you're trying to work. As soon as you start sprinting, you're changing the, the stimulus. Yeah. So if you come in and you're like, you go on the bike and, and you, you bike just kind of casually, that's great. But as soon as you start doing a Tabata bike, then you totally, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not doing, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about volume and slow yeah. and intense, or low intensity. Yeah. Just time, time in that pathway. Yeah. Right. I'm guilty of that too. I'll take a day off and be like, I'm going to go hike drinking horse or something. And then I get like five minutes up the trail and all of a sudden I realize I'm just powering as hard as yeah. I can up the hills and I'm like breathing hard and tired and I'm like, I'm definitely not doing what I set out to do. And I think as like after doing CrossFit for so long, we just get so used to and we, we crave that kind of intensity a little bit. And it's one of the things that I'm we're talking about here is trying to mitigate that a little bit or just to like push that aside yeah. for a day or two or whatever and just kind of go and move and work um slow it down so you can come back stronger i mean it's the same yeah. thing like it's almost crossfit sometimes turns into a verb where you're yeah. gonna crossfit it and it's no longer <laughs> it's no crossfit longer. the shit out of that hill yeah, exactly so you don't want to you don't need to crossfit everything you can definitely show up and do some yeah. low level you know even pull-ups or something like that that yeah. is a so a great way is our movement. build class exactly um so going out and the build doing the build class and then going on a hike afterwards and keeping that at a low uh, low intensity hike or bike ride or something like or that or dog walk there's or a lot of people walk, yeah. yeah the benefits of walking are actually pretty incredible Marcus Philly talks a lot about that actually about just shutting off your phone taking your your butt your earbuds out and just walking for for 20 or 30 minutes um, is super helpful, especially in the mornings or evenings before bed. They talk about that stuff a lot. So, And I was just listening to the exact same. So the, that parasympathetic, sympathetic, like your body system and what happens when you're stressed out. And we mentioned during the nutrition one that if you're not sleeping well, if you're, you know, all of these things aren't in line, if you're stressed out from work and also, you know, if you can't get away from your phone, um, you are not moving into the yeah. ability for your body to recover. Yeah. So that's another part. Yeah, and depending on how long you've been doing stuff like this, you may you may find that for you to feel better, you may just have to take a week and just walk or yeah. jog or whatever and not do anything. And then um, I know for, for me, um, I've found times where uh, I'm spending so much time in the gym and I've been doing this for a long time that it's, it almost starts to feel like a chore to exercise sometimes. And then that's when I know, okay, I need to spend a couple of days outside, whether that's like just skiing or biking or hiking or whatever, and just get away from here when I'm not in the gym coaching or training people or working with clients or whatever, I need to get out and just move. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the easiest thing. Um, in, you know, February when it's negative 20 or snowing or whatever, but, uh, you have to find ways to, to do that. And so um, I, I think kind of to, to circle back and start winding this down here, um, 
biggest lesson for for us looking at this is I think in the gym and what we do here, I think we hit those first two pathways plenty and I think we do it really well. I think what we don't do at this time because of just the the structure of the business and the and the the program here and what people come to the gym for isn't necessarily aerobic work. So um, we are going to rely on you guys to do that on your own. And if you need help with that, if you need ideas or whatever, um, talk to us, shoot us a message and we can, we can help and give you some ideas with that. But, um, it's not super complicated. It's just, it's just time. Yeah. And listen to your body. I mean, if it, if it, uh, I've heard a couple of people, you know, we do a lot and the days are getting longer and we all get really amped up. So if you are in a spot where you need to do, you know, a little bit of recovery that getting outside and the low intensity stuff is definitely going to help you kind of yeah. chill your body out. And I know we had some, some people talk about the nutrition podcast we did and, um, weight loss or fat loss and kind of getting leaning out. If you combine the nutrition stuff that we talked about with some, um, couple days of lower level intensity work, maybe three days of that or two days of that, whether that's walking, hiking, the build class, something like that, coming to open gym and just doing, you know, body weight work and keeping your heart rate down. And then three, four days or whatever of CrossFit and actually training hard and training those other pathways and lifting and building muscle. And, um, you, you're going to see results from that. That is the, that's the golden ticket right there. And I would add in on top of that, just, um, again, that stress, because a lot of times when you, when you're overstressed and all of the different, you know, the gym is a stressor. So your life is a stressor. So if you, if you unplug from your phone at the end of the day, start reading a couple of books, uh, go on vacation, get out in the woods without your telephone. Um, that will, I mean, it's amazing how much you can just start to drop weight when you can control. Yeah. I actually listened to, um, I forgot who I was listening to. They talked about, you have these, what would they call stress buckets? And there's like physical stress, which would be like, our exercise, um, family, know, family stress, like sleep, things like that. Sleep for sure. Food is a, is a physical stress. So if you're eating crappy food and drinking a lot of beer, uh, that's a physical stress versus good food or whatever. Um, and then there's emotional and mental stressors, um, whether that's, you know, family stuff works like those kinds of things are more the mental side of things. And if you keep filling those buckets up, eventually, it's going to weigh you down so much that you're not going to be able to get anywhere from it. So you're kind of carrying these buckets around and you have to think of it like that, that the more you can do to empty those out, whether that's massage or, or, um, you know, some people meditate or yoga or any of those kinds of things, um, whatever it is, good food, those are great things to do. Doing that stuff is going to help empty those buckets and make sure that you can continue making progress with the other stuff that you want. For so. sure. And I use Headspace. A little. So if you guys are looking for some kind of mindful, um, re- really easy app, it's on your phone. It's pretty awesome. Headspace. Cool. Like five minutes to plus, if you, you know, even a three-minute Headspace. But it's all about breathing, right? So it's about how to get your body to slowly start to recover <laughs> in all the different ways. Cool. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else to add, Allison? No, okay. get outside. Go yeah. play. Go play. It's nice out now. Um, so uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Um, shoot us a message if you have questions about any of that stuff or if we missed something that you wanted to learn more about. Um, and then as always, if you guys have topics that you want us to cover, please ask us or um, shoot us a message about that. And we'll try to get it in. All right. Thank you, guys. See ya.